This Might Work, episode 41. Peter Dunn here. Scott Long has got more email addresses than uh, a Nigerian prince. I don't know. You have a lot of email addresses, I've noticed. I have, I have three. Um, let me ask, uh, did you say 41? Episode 41? Yeah, I did. Okay. We'll fix it in post. Okay, because I know you think that's funny, but then there's people that are like, you know what? I've been looking for these. There, it seems like they were off for about 30 weeks. Yeah. Oh, hey, if you're just joining us, uh, I was working and I didn't have time for this. But I do have time for you now. And oh. I bring you accurate numbers such as episode 41. Joining me in studio. <laughs> uh, in the studio that my job paid for, it's Scott Long. Hmm. You may know him from such podcasts as episode 40 Ooh, of This Might Work and the Frank one. Caliendo podcast. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it is, actually. C- can, I, uh, can I ask you a question? Okay, so today we are talking about staying in your lane, and that means there's been a lot of products where a company that makes one thing really well okay. and they're known for then decides to make a product that has nothing to do with what they are known for, and it's very confusing. Here we go. Okay, I love this. So it's it just stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. Now, this uh, episode, this is the first time, I guess because Peter was feeling a little guilty, I said to Pete, hey, why don't you pick an idea or a topic? So he Googled, the fir- and the first thing that popped up had to be USA Today, which I believe uh, you've uh, worked with, right? I don't know. Mm, come on now. Have you worked with them? I, I contribute some pieces to, there their, we go. to their $40 paper. It's, uh, I'm a fan. I grew up when that came out. Oh, that's good. And I wanted to, that was my goal in life, was to be the sports reporter for USA Today, uh, this was when newspapers were very popular, but I didn't want to just read about the local teams. I loved being able to read about the national teams. And then I could also read about the national uh, life section, like movies and things. That's what I was in music. I was interested in those things. And the section that you have been in, the money section, yeah. never read a second of it. No, I, I can tell. Um, I'll say this. <laughs> My next comment seems really passive aggressive. Ooh, and I you're very please, good at that. Please don't read into this world. Mm. I used to love to read the USA Today. Me too. I loved it. I, I would go to lunch like early, early 2000s, buy it and just sit there and just read. Now, when you say buy it, you mean you would just randomly walk into a Hampton Inn and pull it off of the uh, counter? Yes. Okay, go ahead. And, uh, Stay in your lane is the topic for today's show. Okay, so I am uh, going... P- Peter has actually perused this article oh, that yeah. I am using, and this was from a 2018 article. Who are the writers for that? Could you read off the three names of the writers? Michael that- Souter. Michael mm-hmm. Souter. Right. Evan Komen. Okay. And there's four writers. Oh, I'm sorry. Thomas Froelich. Yes. And Samuel Stebbins. And they also work for a website, I believe. That... 24-7 Wall Street. Okay. Have you ever looked at that? No. Okay. I just want to give them a little thank you because uh, I didn't really go much deeper diving. I only pulled up a couple of things that weren't on that one. Got it. Uh, That's but... fair. That's really nice of you. Yeah. Well, I was a journalism major. I dreamed of this, and I'd like to give a little credit where credit's due. So... Is everything okay? It feels I, like some oh, of the, the equipment thing is, is about, about to my, fall apart. Here's the thing about my studio. The chair I'm in... Is the squeakiest chair ever. And then the swing arm, the mic arm, as they call it, the biz boom it's a little squeaky, too. Yeah, I, I sit very still. I. Uh, How are you more professional at this than me? Mm. I love your coat. Thanks. I do. It's, it's, it's a camouflage, which yeah. you came in, and I was like, oh, there's a head in the lobby. Right. Um, but it's a good camo. It's yeah. not very slimming, the coat, but it looks warm. It's too big. Yeah. I, I should have got the large, but I've... Uh, it's I, an extra... You bought an extra large coat? Yeah, I bought an extra large coat. Man, that is pessimistic. Mm, that's where I was at at the time. I've, uh, 
I've stayed away from the uh, deliciousness for, I got another week of that. I'm going to be doing some TV stuff, and I wanted to look good. Oh, do you didn't tell me about this. Nah, not that big of TV. All right, so let's take three products, and I want just people, you, you would know the answer. I, I want just listeners to go, okay, one of these is real. The other two are fake. Okay. Okay. Doritos deodorant, <laughs> Hawaiian punch air freshener, Cheetos lip balm. Pretty hard to guess which one that would be, right? All right. So I actually know one of them because I read some of the article. Right. But the other two, now I'm looking to see which one it is. No, no, no. That's what I mean. There's only one of these is a real product. Only one of them is. Right. But uh, truthfully, Doritos deodorant would be the most ridiculous. Maybe. If it was Cool Ranch. Mm, That would be a good smell. There's a certain kind of uh, lady or man that. would like, definitely men. If a, if, if a lady was to put on some lady speed stick that smelled like Dor- ranch Doritos. Be up in there. Uh, I don't even know why they, I don't eat any other Doritos. Those are the only Doritos I eat. When I prefer Cool Ranch to the nacho cheese. Oh, that's what I mean. I don't, I don't eat any of the other ones. My son likes the really hot ones now, like the uh, super yeah. spicy ones. And he's like, it's like manhood. Like, cause yeah. What's happened in America, uh, I don't want to sound like a micro, like a no man acts you, like a man can anymore. Can you do a micro voice? I wish I could, but I, uh, I'd love, honestly, good. Ma- man crush would probably be micro. Really? Yeah. I respect him. Yeah. I mean, he's not, I don't agree with everything he says. I'd go on a date with him. But he is super handsome yeah. in a really masculine way. Like, got a great voice. He's got a good sense of humor. Yeah. He seems just smart enough. I'd like to hang out with him, but not too smart. Yeah. Okay, he is about guys, you know, still having a craft, having a trade. And I love that he's doing that. I'm not one of those guys, and I don't see that in my son, and I don't see it hardly with any kids my son's age. So they measure their manhood now, not by, like, uh, doing any kind of manual labor, just how hot can a chicken wing be? That'll show you how manly I am. That's fair. Yeah. So... The Doritos deodorant is not real. <laughs> now, so we come down to Cheetos lip balm or Hawaiian punch air freshener. One of these two is real. All right. So Hawaiian punch air freshener kind of makes some sense because people like the smell of uh, the tropics. And so it could have a little coconut smell to it. Smell like Malibu rum, maybe a little bit. To me, that one seems like the that, that someone should maybe even contemplate it. Like kids would love to have a Hawaiian punch air freshener. Think about those markers that you sniff yeah they, yeah the one that smells like like punch yeah okay and it smells good why not have it in your room and it would even smell better it's cheetos lip balm in 2005 they came out with sounds ridiculous right cheetos lip balm so yeah. your orange lips yeah that's the most you i i've always i used to have a joke where i would ask people who gets drug tested at their job and I remember one time a guy was a truck driver. He's like, well, I get drug tests. And I'm like, well, that maybe makes sense. What kind of freight do you haul? And he's like, I've, I haul Cheetos. And I'm like, well, that makes a lot of sense because if you are got the munchies, you're going to be totally found out when you show up with your Cheetos fingers. Absolutely. Exactly. So why would you want it on your lips? Yeah, that's, I mean. I mean, that's about as dumb as Oreo toothpaste. Yeah. You know, that, it's not going to, it's not going to end well. So that's, that's, this is the topic that we are picking today. It's not going to be our typical show where we really do a deep dive on one thing. It's going to be a shallow uh, jump into a lot of things that were stupid. Yeah. And maybe you could give us some business analysis on this business. marketing genius, Peter Dunn. Okay. What, what uh, kind of piqued your interest most of oh, all these? Ones? On this list? Yeah. There were two. Okay. Uh, I think, you know, after further review, I think it goes to kitchen entrees, like frozen meals. Yes. Made by... Colgate. Colgate in 1982. And I get it because, you know, Colgate... I I don't. Well, it's Procter & Gamble, right? Yeah, but still, I don't. Procter & Gamble has lots of products. I know, but I think they were saying, look... In 1982, how hot <laughs> were frozen meals? They were. How hot? 
Uh, the microwave meals were everything. So yeah. I bet they said, you know what? There's a market here. We've got already got a built-in audience. So we just uh, make some vegetables and sell them. Well, people, they don't understand. Colgate, of course, the toothpaste was the... Uh, and they had the Colgate emblem the, uh, on, on, the on the box. Ugh. Which just, Ugh. they don't... I mean, unless this was some kind of magical food where I was like, okay, we're lasagna, so rich in flavor... Plus, it'll leave you after with a minty, fresh breath. If they could create that, maybe it would work. I don't know. Maybe especially for kids. They don't, you know, they'd be like, oh, this this uh, uh, orange chicken is delicious. And my teeth are clean at the end. But that's right. not what, that, none of that was in there. It was just Colgate, the toothpaste company, their brand across a lean cuisine. Absolutely. I think the... The common thread on this list, and you nailed it, it's when people just don't stay in their lane. They, right. They've got a good product. They've got a good brand. They've got a good market. And they say, let's take advantage of this built-in audience and try something different, such as when Clarial, the... Clarol. Clarol? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It is Clarol. Yeah. When Clarial, uh <laughs> decided to make a touch of you... You know when you're funniest to me? What's that? When you screw up, yeah. and then you just continue yeah. to screw up. That yeah. is a really that's a it's very Trumpian. I love how you do that. Yeah, like you're like, I don't care. Yeah, I just screwed up, and you know I'm gonna double down on the screw up yeah. just to show that I don't give a yeah a rat's you know mm. patoot. Yeah, um, like I was saying, Clariol is a shampoo company mm. and uh, very big in the '70s, by the way. Subsidiary of Bristol Myers Squibb. And during the late 1970s, they said, you know what? Let's do a, uh, a shampoo. Before you, no, no, before you get there, just so you know, Clairol was the one who created Nice and Easy. They were the first. What is that? That's the one where you color someone's hair. Oh. Something, you know, you I don't, don't have, have any hair. worry about that. And you love your luxurious reddish, you know, hair anyway. Why would you want to change it? People are going around the corner trying to, not really, not guys. Uh, is there ever been a guy who really wanted like red hair? Yeah, I think everyone that dresses up as Ronald McDonald. Okay, I think, yeah, they wear the actors. wig. But I'm talking about like okay, There's women. No gender appropriation. Yeah, women. Like my wife had reddish hair for a while. And yeah. I liked it on her. Sure. Um, but women can do it. But I've never really seen a guy. That's a good point. Go out of the way and like I want to look like Donnie Most. From Happy Days, or I want to look like a David Caruso, who was the first sexy redhead. Would you not say that? Uh, from a male perspective, yes. I will say, though, um, a ginger like myself gets offended when people bring up Donnie Most. Yeah, I bet it does. It hurts. It yeah, stings. Because, you know, he was entertaining in the role he played on Happy Days. But you could tell behind the scenes, he really was that same guy. Yeah. And, and it's like, as a ginger... To call attention to yourself the way he probably would have just makes it harder on the rest of us. Should I have gone with Bonaducci? Same, same. No, 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 not the same at all. Danny Bonaducci, uh, like him or not, and I think most people eventually really did not. Yeah. Uh, unique personality. No, but I'm saying it's same. Great for... comedy chops on the Partridge family. He was the only thing that was True. good on the show. And then. Didn't he... age well. Well, well, then he was uh, in late night Cinemax movies. Uh, I don't have to explain that. Then well. he, uh, some of these references you're going to have to look up. Please don't. Then, is, <laughs> then what he did was he, and I really hope that your daughter really listens because she enjoys me. That would be so cool. I'll ask her. It's, it's one of those deals where like Tom Brady finds out that his, his son's favorite quarterback is actually Russell Wilson. He kisses something. him right on the mouth. Right. Seen that yes, video? I have. So good. Uh, well, no, what I would state is, is that Don, Danny Bonaducci then he became like a radio DJ and he was like a morning oh, guy yeah, and he yeah, was good yeah. at it. And then he got that reality show where he was unhinged on yeah. VH1. Quite possibly, I don't know. They should really kind of put that somewhere because it was as good of a reality show. Uh, breaking Bonaducci or something like that. That was the heyday of reality. I felt like. Back yeah, then. and I mean, I'm sure they amped it up, but that guy was like he was on steroids and he seemed like he was on cocaine. Is he dead or is he still around? 
uh, if we only had somebody uh, to help us. I could Google it, but I'd get rid of the shampoo made by Clariol. Touch of yogurt shampoo. The nice and easy people who had made all their money off of nice and easy, and then they came out with other Clariol products. They were doing great business, actually. They wore a king, queen pin of uh, hair products. How is it I've never even heard the term queen pen when it makes all the sense in the world? I just thought of that. I'm like, I'm Doesn't so... Doesn't that make all the sense? I am so... If it's a female, more product. Yeah. And at the time, there was no just for men. They hadn't done that yet. They were just nice and easy. Hey, it's nice and easy. And it was all about making uh, women were to... Because uh, what happened was... It was a laborious process to change the color of your hair. And you would go to a hairdresser and nice and easy. I'm doing the deep dive on nice and easy because I found Yeah, you're really into this. Malcolm Gladwell wrote a, a story about it in The uh, New Yorker. This is one of those where you start off with touch of yogurt shampoo. Yeah. And then you're like, Clara, I remember that. Sort of a tipping point. It was. It was. And I blinked and there it was. <laughs> uh, All right. Then. Yes. Uh, so what I would tell you is they came out with that. They made a fortune off of nice and easy and this touch of yogurt shampoo came out and that one really piqued your interest, Peter. I know. I think it's because anytime I hear the word yogurt, I think of Jamie Lee Curtis immediately. Yes. That's and I good. think, I mean, not in your head. No, she's a regular gal <laughs> and they, I think they found a good spokesperson in, in her. No, but like honestly, I think about the some of the hair products my wife uses. I'm sure yogurt's in it now, but but in 1979, to put yogurt in shampoo seems weird. Okay, here's here's where there was a little touch of uh, logic in the okay. touch of yogurt. Sure, shampoo. enzymes. I don't know. We were just starting to go through a health craze. This in was like 79. That was like one of the. It was like the first time this really started happening on a more of a larger scale that wasn't like L.A. or, you know, somewhere where a lot of people were trying to be fit. Most of America was not. And yogurt came out and people thought yogurt was the answer to helping people live forever. So if you have it there, why wouldn't you put it on your head? Yeah. Okay. That did not work. People were like, that seems gross. Yogurt is very thick and gluttonous. And especially then where it would all, the only fruit was in it was at the bottom. Yeah, bottom. And you would stir it around. Okay, this is one of my favorite parts of this. There were people that were drinking it because they believed that touch yogurt was a food product. And not shampoo. Right. So I'm guessing that that was going on and then someone later on in the meal, excuse me. <laughs> our cough button is next level. Yeah. Here's how our cough button works in the studio. I ran into another room and you, you still heard me go. You <clears throat> lean to the right and you go. <clears throat> yeah. This, this uh, touch of yogurt feels like it's falling into my throat. You get done drinking the touch of yogurt. Throat yogurt. And then they were like, uh, you know what? I'm going to brush my teeth with one of these Colgate frozen dinners next. A very confused person. And then what would they do with the Cheetos lip balm? Can I tell they would you? eat it with a side of sandwich. They'd rub it on their bread. Very confusing. You should not confuse people with you. If your product could potentially confuse someone into what it does, ah, no, don't come out with it. So my this next product, I, I'm not kidding. This company was so close. Can, no, I, you're not. You're not running the show. I, oh. I noticed now that you you like this kind of role now. All of a sudden, since you, you you really didn't put any research into it, you just found a website. But now you've got your phone open. Wow, and uh, oh, wow, wow. Like I'm Christopher Walken, like a very poor Christopher Walken. You brought up Jamie Lee Curtis. Let me bring up something else then. Oh, so I. I like because you know we you and I have done both a little bit of improv, right? And so, as you know, in improv, when one person starts saying, the other person just says no and goes a different direction. So go ahead. That's why I'm not good at improv. I'm okay. a stand-up comedian. Okay. I work by myself. I couldn't <laughs> even work as a duo. All right, go ahead. Cosmopolitan yogurt. The magazine Cosmopolitan 
came out with their own yogurt. That, you know what? That was a better segue than the way I was going. Yeah. You're just going down the line. No, I'm not. Mine's, mine's better. But anyway, that's... <laughs> we'll see. Cosmoto- what kind of fruit was in there? Because like kiwi and... They didn't mention any of that. But it's, it's just like, okay, once again, 1979 Touchy Yogurt comes out, the shampoo. But through 1989, still, yogurt is a key, yeah. especially to women, on how to stay fit, even though a lot of those yogurts were 350 calories and full of sugar. You know that yogurt that came out probably late 90s, early 2000s was Trix. Yes. Yogurt. The Trix cereal yogurt for kids. That could fit on this, that, but it was for kids. Yeah. Kids mess up everything. But I think that stayed around for a long time. The Trix yogurt. I mean, you could still probably find it. You might. So Cosmopolitan Yogurt, it's a magazine. I've never heard of a magazine. Like, you know, Newsweek doesn't have their own, you know, chicken strips, no. you know, or whatever it's going to be. It's just, it's absolutely, it's a wacky package, kind yeah. of. It's a uh, National Lampoon magazine product, a Mad Magazine total product. And I don't know if they, it would have been interesting if they would have, because uh, Cosmopolitan, I didn't spend a lot of time reading it. I had a girlfriend. We don't have a yawn button, do we? No, sorry. You were, you, you Your were story there. is really good. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I had a girlfriend uh, before my wife. Uh, she ended up uh, being the editor of Teen Cosmo. All right. I wasn't paying attention. You but now a, you're interested. You had a girlfriend before your wife. Yes. Why would you say I had a girlfriend before my wife? Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, hey, mm, glad my wife doesn't listen to this. Because that the, does sound very because problematic. Because saying that, it's like, <laughs> because there is the possibility that I had a girlfriend the one after my wife. Oh, my gosh. You know, I did date a girl after I met my wife, though. But okay. then we didn't, we weren't, then we broke up. Okay. So this girl that you were dating before this was your the, wife. This was the girl. She was the teen editor at Vogue. What'd you say? No. She, Cosmopolitan Yogurt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she but became she was... the editor of Teen Cosmo. You Was she a teenager? No, no, no. But that was a teen magazine. Teen, teen Cosmo? Cosmo? Oh, it's still around, I believe. If it's not now because a magazine's dying, but it was around for a long time. You know a lot about the... Uh, Teen magazine market? Look, I am a journalism nut, which really doesn't serve me much uh, well at this point. But I know that magazine, and uh, she was also an advice columnist for uh, Harper's Bazaar. Well, it seems like it's spelled wrong. It is. That's a bad name, I think. Uh, And she did it for Glamour, too. So I mean, she was all over all those New York magazines, but... They're all about, you know, women and girls sending in questions a lot and then them trying to be kind of the style provocateurs for the future. That's what these magazines did. And I guess some marketing person in New York where Cosmo is around the corner, they probably were like, you know what? We sell a lot of yogurt because of your magazine. You... Finally, after five minutes of me flailing around, Peter's like, this dude just made a cognizant point. No, I was just, it's as, it's as close as we're going to get. Okay. You were just like, thank God we can move on to the next one. I know. I, like, I had this question in, in this topic. You're right. That's exactly what happened. They said. I didn't read that. I'm just guessing. No, it's true. I, I believe you. I, I have a, a more pressing question that I need an honest answer to. Mm. It's not I, about my uh, my girlfriend it after is. my wife. <laughs> no, it's the one before your wife. Oh, Answer yeah. this honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the chances that in the last five years, this old girlfriend who hasn't been a girlfriend for... A long time. 25 since. years? Oh, longer. Okay. What are the chances... Close to that. Though. ...that she's told a story that referenced you... In the last five years, what do you th- do? You, you, know what I'm, you know where I'm going with this? I it's like, because like, sure. because sometimes you know you people you, you oh I had a girlfriend that did this or that, and then you're like, I wonder if the other person remembers the situation to the same level that they're willing to incorporate a memory into their life and share it with their friends. So I'm just curious. Do you think in the last five years she's brought up your name in a reference to something? I do because I'm a uh, low to medium celebrity comedian 
And you think, okay, okay, this is interesting. I'm not doubting you. I'm just curious. She grew up in the Midwest, and I'm known in the Midwest. But she, but she lives in New York, and she's a hoity-toity. Yeah, but her parents still live on a river town on the Mississippi that I have performed at three times in just the last five years. And every time they did an article in the local newspaper about me. So my guess is her parents said, Oh my goodness, that boyfriend of yours is going to be in Burlington doing a comedy show. And she's going to be like, I live in New York. I'm cool. Would you still stuck? Would you be okay? If, I reached out to this person and asked her if she's mentioned your name in the last five years. I would not be okay with that. <laughs> How weird would that be? Have I you think, got that email? You, you know what? I think my wife would be okay with it because she would find it really hilarious. When that she said no. When she says no. <laughs> but here's, here's my sense of conceit. Okay. She would probably say no just to make herself look like she's not like desperately holding on. I love this. But this is my favorite I, topic. I know. I am convinced that she probably mentions me weekly. What if I told you the next product I'm going to bring up? That was ridiculous. The last part I threw up. Go ahead. Is so close to of them catch uh, having caught lightning in the bottle. They were so close. They were so ahead of their time. Okay, that- we're talking. We're gonna. I'm gonna stop from touch of yogurt okay. just to see if your follow up would have fit better. It wouldn't have. Yours would have won. I'm gonna just admit that now. Because I mean, I, it was yogurt. No, yours was much better. Okay, that's it. Was there was only two that I felt very passionate about that I wanted to follow each other. Yeah. Okay, no, go ahead. That's great. No, this is. But these people were so close. This was in 1990 this happened. But I'm telling you, Scott, in the year 2020... It would work, you It think? would... I guarantee it. Coors... I bet it wouldn't. Did Rocky Mountain sparkling water... Right. Instead of the hard seltzer that Bud Light just released. Right. And they're successful, those ones. It's, it's all the people love they're the White Claws. Seltzers. Yes. Right. Truly, White Claw, Bond, and right. no one cares. Um Coors did it first. No, but they didn't. It's just water. I'm getting there. It was just water, as they say. and Sparkling water. Sparkling water that was non-alcoholic, but they were that close. They were really close, yeah. And it would have worked. Put alcohol in it. They, they were there. I know. Which is it, Azima. Uh, yes. It, it really, in 1990... Wasn't Zima kind of like at its peak too? Yeah, what, what Zima was probably like Zima right now. There's probably like Gary Zima, the founder of Zima, from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. I bet right now he's just like really, really, <laughs> really, and he's just he's unwrapping Jolly Ranchers, <laughs> and he's dropping them in. He's like really, right? Tell me, Gary Getting Zima's not doing that. We have some sparkling uh, water in the office fridge. Mm, yeah, it's kind of right in the middle of a podcast. We're going to throw have, that out at the I end. I have people. Yeah, I know. You I do. can send a message. That would be... T- no, I wouldn't want to see that. Uh, well, there's Jordan. I would like to see. Come on. Okay, so what I'm going to tell you about this is that the problem with this thing, besides in 1990, they were it was a very separate world. Do not let kids close to alcohol... Do not have yeah. Camel, the Joe Camel. On a you know, jacket. Yeah, it's selling for cigarettes. So people were not about wanting to have a product that seemingly was one thing and then was another. Kids get used to drinking this core sparkling water. And then the next thing, they're like, let's rock it out. Let's Rocky Mountain it out. And we're going to drink the real thing. I feel like problematic that that even existed on that level. Yeah. And then the other level was, if you look at the cans. They're pretty cool. They are. They look just like beer. They do. They ended up letting their trademark expire in 1997. Seven, yeah. And it's like. You've already checked it out. You've called your lawyers, right? No, I've, I've regathered it. So we have Coors Rocky Mountain Sparkling Water. You know, I thought one of the dumbest things on this list. Mm-hmm was the Harley Davidson perfume. Yeah, that's a really dumb one because you think of uh Harley Davidson 
uh, they've done a great job of having uh, not just male products. The, the stores are just enormous and they seem to be massive profit centers. Like it's, it's real interesting to me that they make so much money off of clothing, Harley Davidson, whereas, you know, Chevy doesn't, you don't have a yeah. store, you know, Toyota doesn't, they have like a little nook with about four golf shirts and a couple hats. Yeah, at the dealership. Yeah, and that's it. Whereas Harley Davidson, half the store is clothing. They they figured it out, I guess. And I, I and their stuff is expensive, by the way. The profit margins must be huge with Harley Davidson. And I can even see Harley Davidson cologne because the guy would be like, "Hey man, I'm Harley Davidson. You know, uh, during the week, yeah, I am an accountant, but on the weekend." I put on my bandana and I drive my really expensive motorcycle for at least 30 miles around an area and it makes me feel badass. Have you ever ridden a motorcycle? Yeah, once. I had a bad accident. Did you really? Yeah, it's very embarrassing. Oh, it's embarrassing. At least you're okay. I mean, I've already after this uh, girlfriend thing. I like the show. I I know I'm very uncomfortable this whole show, but I am total transparency. I'll give you that one too. Okay. Okay. I was a poor kid going to college. Okay. I was paying for my own college. Listen, you're trying to make us feel sorry for you. No, no, this is just the truth. This is why I got this motorcycle. Okay. Never had a car. Okay. Uh, first, the first girlfriend that brought me around cause I didn't have a car. Mm-hmm. My uh, teen Cosmo girl. Yeah. She was, uh, yeah, we met in a bar and blah, blah, blah. I just heard the story from her. Keep going. Mm, she talks about it probably weekly. <laughs> so, then, who follows up? My wife. She had a car. Okay. From a grandpa. Sure. So we were driving this big ass Buick. Sure. In between there, didn't have a girlfriend. Had lots of ladies though. It was a good time for Scott. It was my one moment. Sure. You know, for, yeah. I was a I was a doorman at a bar that was very successful. That summer was the summer Scott. Yeah. I kind of reached my peak, I think, in that point. It was in between the teen Cosmo and my wife. Okay. You're a real Forrest Gump. You've had a lot of experiences. I have. Like I have. Call you Forrest Dump. Yeah, that's not uh, particularly clever. I th- Weird Al Yankovic, you should have him on it. He could do a lot better. Okay. It's Gump. It's Gump. It's Gump. It's in my head. What I would share about this story is mm. I get this motorcycle that's used for 500 bucks. I never had a car. Okay. But I'm like, I'll get a motorcycle. I can afford the motorcycle. I don't believe you need insurance. You know, I'm sure I was supposed to. How old were you? 20. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, good age for that. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I buy it from this guy in a parking lot. Mm-hmm. No one ever teaches me how to ride a motorcycle. Never never had anybody teach me. Not I'm in the parking lesson. lot. My best friend in college, who was my uh, roommate uh, for a while, but I was living on my own that, that, that summer because it was the summer of Scott. There was no room for anybody else in the rooms, but me and whatever happened, there was a lot of magic. Um, a lot of touch of yogurt touch. Yes. He's in the parking lot looking at this motorcycle. It's his apartment complex. Yeah. He's like, well, why don't you looks pretty good, man. Why don't, you, why don't you get on it? He's a pharmacy major, but he was like the only cool pharmacist ever. Okay. I rev it up and uh, hit the, uh, I don't even know, whatever, the to the what and the hay and the he, and went about 30 miles an hour right away and hit some gravel that was in there and slammed myself and the motorcycle right into my friend's car, not his car, his roommate's car. And uh, my friend uh, never once asked, am I okay? He couldn't talk because he was laughing so hysterically. And really, I sure sure should have broken my leg. This story's not done. (laughs) He, you can call him. You can check with him. He shares that damn story weekly. I have no, that's his favorite story. If you want him to cry, he, if he was an actor and he had to cry in a scene, he wouldn't do it thinking of something bad. He would think of his friend hitting that car 
and damaging the car. So all of a sudden, then that motorcycle cost me a thousand dollars because I had to pay the five hundred dollar deductible that I hit my friend's car. I left a massive dent in the car. My motorcycle wasn't even scratched. Sure, it was me, but I didn't break a leg. I just had a bruise that was massive. So we're back to the Harley Davidson perfume. You know the buried lead here with this Harley Davidson uh, perfume. Mm-hmm. Is that they had other lines of products in the '90s? They did, and one of the, and they all failed. There were Harley Davidson wine coolers in the '90s. See, but I buy that more than I buy the perfume. Really, but wine coolers is not like a that's not like a tough guy thing. True. I mean, Bartles and but Jane weren't exactly street fighting people. But but there are dudes that let's be truthful drive not. Harleys that are wine cooler guys. Yeah. They're just you know like I had a Harley Davidson pair of boots. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Because I want to look like uh, Springsteen, like in the 90s. You've you've lived a life, my friend. Mm, I... I've been the same person since second grade, and that person is boring. No, but you're not. But, but so... your scent, like your style is not boring. I, we figured this out recently. Me Have you ever of... worn anything that, that was motorcyclish? God, no. I would look like a poser. Here's what we've come up with recently, me and a group of friends. Didn't stop me. I'm funny, but I'm not fun. Oh, yeah, I buy that. Right. Like, I, I, I'm i funny, but I am not at all fun. You don't want to be mm. around me like, hey, what are we going to do? Don't call me. True. Not interested. True. I see that. Like, I love hanging out with you. It's funny. That's funny. But, yeah, yeah I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think, let's go on a fun adventure. Who are your fun Peter friends? Dunn. Not on your list. Mm. And I'm okay with that. I would put you on it. But I do think you kind of nailed it. Maybe you're kind of coming into your own at this age, where I think you're becoming more fun. I don't know. How about, oh, I just had one and it went away. You know what? I don't like the role that you're playing. Well, I, I'm the guy that introduces stuff, and uh, then you're funny. Well, here's the thing. On my radio show, I, I, I play this role. And so now I just, since I'm in the same chair, I just went back to that role, and I'm sorry. Well, let's go with another manly product Okay. that didn't really... Smith and Wesson mountain bikes. What? Yeah. Is that on here? <laughs> Don't look for that. What you should be focused on is us. Wait, okay. Smith and Wesson in 2002, mountain bikes. The Smith and Wesson company, they make oil. The Wesson. No, that, that's no. not the company. Oh, scooter. They make the guns. They came out with their own mountain bike. I don't know if they were feeling like, you know what? We're losing some kids. That's my guess. They were like, we're losing a generation. Uh, we have our, our one generation that wears the camouflage coats like Scott. But we are losing a generation yeah. that are uh, ex-sport guys. So let's get mountain bikes. They'll be like, Smith & Wesson makes a damn good mountain bike. And then they find out, you know, that really has nothing to do with guns. Do you know I used to be in the NRA? Really? Yeah. When I was a kid, I used to go hunting with my girlfriend's dad, and he was really into like- Was hunt- that after your wife? Yeah, after my wife. <laughs> and he was like, hey, just join the NRA. I was like, okay. And so, I, you know, that's a weird claim to fame. I didn't know that. How old were you? 18. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah. So let me uh, tell you that- Do you ever have a mountain bike? Do you ever have a mountain bike? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I don't think I had a mountain bike. I had a Schwinn and a Huffy. Well, yeah, and then I had a 10-speed. I never had a mountain bike in between. Yeah, I will say our age difference probably accounts for that because yeah. mountain bikes became popular when I was in college. High yeah. school and college. 90s. I had a Trek 800. Ooh, that was a good one, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Trek. I remember. And they didn't make guns. No. Trek. There was never a Huffy gun. <laughs> <laughs> This is a Schwinn yeah. stabbing knife. Yeah. A Huffy AK-47. Yeah. Oh my gosh, please. Let's let's stop that. So I did have something similar though in okay. my life. Some these are things are popping up. This is a good episode. I hope you're still listening to us. This is really interesting things that are Forrest coming Dump. Up. What yeah, do you got? Here's another one. This is a really good one. Yeah. My dad, uh, <laughs> At the, there's never a good story when it starts with my dad. Yeah, Okay, true. my dad was, I, I've told before, was like Coach Bobby Knight without the good mood swings. That was my dad. Oh. Not, not a friendly guy, very abusive. Expected a lot out of a little Scott. 
he, my 12th birthday gets, uh, there was a moped mania going on oh, yeah. in my town. And all the kids that were like 14 and over, because that was the law then, you had to be 14, could get a moped. And my dad got me a moped for Christmas. That's I mean, a cool move. Way, way, but slow down. Was not a Honda moped like everybody else yeah. had. He got me a Macola moped. The people that made the chainsaws. Okay. <laughs> very, very good for Macaulay this topic. Macola or Makita? No, Macola. The Macola Chainsaw okay, Company. Boy. They're the they're the big uh, chainsaw company. Stay in your lane. Yeah. This was probably 1978. Okay. Did it have the pedals? That's the thing. You had to pedal it like a madman. And then flip a thing in the back, yeah, this lever to get it to work. So my dad's like, "Hey, the cops can't get you in trouble if you ever see the cops. Turn the thing off and just start pedaling." My dad didn't talk like that. He actually talks very much. He talked like me. Point being, he gets me this, and I'm of course I'm just over the moon. Yeah, and I had a paper route, and because uh, I had a job at ten. Yeah, okay, a paper route. And you, once again, he lied. You were supposed to be 12 to do that. But it fit because, yeah. you know, if if the kid's meal was eight and I was 14, he was still going to, you know, so he's very tall for his age, you know. Yeah. He's uh, Rick Smits. And with my bowl cut, I probably could have uh, yeah. sold that. I get this, and I was mixed of, oh, my gosh, this is my dream, and this is the worst gift I've ever gotten because my dad, everything he ever got me, he would lord over me. Like, you mean I got you that moped and you can't paint the house? And I'm, I'm not kidding. At 10 years old, and I'm not exaggerating, yeah. he decided that that was my summer project to paint the outside of our house. He, would, he thought a 10-year-old should do that while he's at the factory. Was he Mr. Miyagi? He no, I wish you he, into redoing I, his house. I wish he could motivate me into that. So um, he gets me this moped. Uh, I had a lot of wipeouts because I was driving it, you know, in the Midwest, on the snow, yeah. in the ice, <laughs> on my paper out early in the morning. But it was okay. You, you, you bounced through it. Uh, point with this McCullough chainsaw motor, not high end, and it didn't. I mean, it's yeah. it. it, it but not cool. That sounded cool. He was 250 pounds, my dad, and uh, the weight limit was 200. And he rode it to work a couple days, and it never worked again. Really? So I had the moped for about five months. But McCullough shouldn't make mopeds. Once again, stay Antarctica, in your lane. Stay in your lane, Smith and Wesson, with your mountain bikes. How about this for staying in your lane? That's not on the list. This is one of my deep dives. Hot Wheels and Barbie computers. Hot Wheels had their own computer in 1999. Because, you know, when you think of top-rate technology minds, yeah, you think, you of, think uh, of the Hot Wheel people. Sure, they can do a car for a dollar. Right. They can build a computer for... Yeah, well, these they weren't super cheap. And uh, you can imagine there was a lot of technological f- failures. I don't know if they actually... The uh, casing of the was, was it made a, of orange track, like a licensing deal, probably. I mean, probably like a Hewlett Packard Hot right. Wheels or something like that. Well, from everything I'm reading, because I will say, looking at them, they were pretty cool. They looked cool. Like if you were yeah. a kid, they were like blue, or uh, the Barbie one was, you know, pink. Pink. And uh, but the blue ones looked really pretty cool, but they were just a crap of a machine and they had they lasted like a year so i'm thinking of all these products what's your favorite mm, i'm gonna let you go first on that one well i know the one you think should have worked i know yeah the cores one was so close but i think the most ridiculous one i gotta you know it's either the colgate that's Meals. the one that bothers me the most. Yeah, I, but you know what? Sneaky, the Harley Davidson wine coolers is weird to me, but yeah. I don't know. Okay. I'm going to throw in one that is the one that just like your cores, and that is in 1995, last one, Lifesavers came out with their own soda or pop, whatever you like to call it. Okay. And uh, it had 
like the five flavor yeah, like yeah. color, but it was like pineapple. Sure. Well, I'm thinking as a kid, I loved Lifesavers. And if I saw a pop and the can looked cool, like if you had a pop collection, can collection, yeah. did you ever have a can collection? Did you ever know a kid that had like a yeah. beer can collection? Totally. Or, yeah. And I would, I would rather go to a museum of beer or pop cans than I would almost any modern art museum. I, I will wow. tell you, I'm not Very that cultured. sophisticated. Yeah. Uh, Schmidt, you know, with all their live uh, uh, wildlife uh, cans or whatever yeah. they had. I'm I'm just telling you, uh, that would be that kind of kitschy kind of thing that I would enjoy. So I don't know why Lifesaver Pop or Soda didn't work because I thought the can was cool. And I'm sure like somebody else was making it. It wasn't Lifesavers. It was probably, you know, RC or somebody like that. Canada Dry. I can imagine somebody like that doing it. And uh, but supposedly what they found out later was his parents were like, that's just like liquid candy. Yeah, it just sounds like Hawaiian punt or Hawaiian the cousin delicious. Tahitian treat. Tahitian treat. And uh, which would be a better air freshener? Which would you buy first, the Tahitian treat air freshener or the Hawaiian punch? I'll tell you what. Tahitian treat sounds like a great air freshener. It does. It sounds like Yankee Candle went Polynesian. Yeah. I have an old joke I use on stage uh, when I'm doing my thing. Right. And I'll talking about my wife. What is I, that thing you do? We're talking about my wife and I doing budgeting when I'm on the set. I was like, okay. you know what? And I, I'm like, ah, this is what we do. But it makes me seem like a terrible guy because I make my wife do this budgeting. And I say, don't worry, everyone. She loves me. When I get home tonight, it will smell like fresh baked apple pie. Yeah. I mean, sure, it's a Yankee Candle, but and then and then everyone goes. I like <laughs> oh, that, it. That's, that's good. Clever. That's it's uh, clever. No, that's that's good because uh, you don't see it coming. Yeah. They. I did read an article. Probably it was in Teen Cosmo a while ago. I've got to get her on the show. <laughs> no, you can don't. you give me your name? No, I'm not going to do that. We can, you know, we, she we wrote can... a book. So. That's when I knew I didn't know what was going on with her. It was I was at a bookstore. We've got to get her on the show. And uh, oh, wait to hear this story. I'm at this bookstore with your it's wife. A, yeah, your yeah, girlfriend. I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. It was like ten years. No, it wasn't. But then I showed her later the next time we went to the bookstore. It's about ten years after I had seen this girl friend yeah. ex-girlfriend and i'm at the bookstore and there was a book and it was called exercising your ex oh he's like feverishly uh like an exorcism not like exercising not that kind of exercising but an exorcism and you know i think it was kind of a mix of some of her columns and advice columns and just her thing and i look at it and i'm like well that, that looks kind of funny and then i look at the title the author and i'm like Oh my gosh, what, what are the odds of that? And then I flipped the back and I'm like, oh, heavens to Betsy. That's Wait, her. That's her? Yeah. I'm, I have her name right here. Don't use her name. I'm not going to use her name, but yeah. can you verify that that is her name? Yeah, that's the book. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When did you break up? Um, I broke up with her. <laughs> this is the best. In 1986, show. probably. Well, the book came out 10 years later. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing. Okay. And then. Oh, here she uh, is. She kind of looks like your wife from this super small picture here. Mm, yeah, she doesn't, though. Okay. But. Yeah, oh, no, she doesn't. They're, they're very different in that way. And their personalities. Oh, my be, gosh, with the different. Iowa Hawkeyes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's her. <laughs> yeah. This is unbelievable. You, hey, if you're just tuning in, that'd be weird because it's a podcast. But if you're just tuning in, <laughs> Scott be has so strange. just revealed yeah. this woman who wrote a book about getting rid of him. Well, no, that's the story. The, she wrote about a bunch of guys that she must have dated. But I do recognize myself in a couple of the things. And I will say that she was maybe not as honest in her well, portrayal of her own elements of it yeah yeah so that's you know that i don't have a story that good no you don't i'm killing you on the stories i'm probably like five and oh on this one you you had like a decent one so maybe five and one uh if we're keeping score tonight i brought it i i didn't bring as much information but what i did do is i brought basically probably half my good stories the moped with my fat dad, 
my ex-girlfriend who ends up writing stories in New York and maybe wasn't as truthful about um, her own relationships, but in her book, but you know, she didn't mention that she took a charge from maybe one of the guys on the basketball team while she was dating me. You know, she didn't, <laughs> she didn't share those elements. Wait, that's the best joke you've had. In- <laughs> that's amazing. Do you use that one? No, no. no. You just came up with that? No. I, I okay. put it in my own book that was not as successful and never was in bookstores. Um, and Pete, how many books have you written? Scottcomedy.com is where you can learn. There's seven, seven, eight. Yeah, let, if we're going to start throwing numbers out, let's not have them undersell me. Uh, Scott Comedy. Scottcomedy.com. I'm going to look it up. Scottcomedy.com. Yeah. For corporate gigs, if you want to see Scott on stage telling jokes about his life and how hard it's been to be him. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Um, I think this was really fun. Maybe, uh, do it again in a couple months. You know what, what I would tell people about staying in your lane is this one, we just picked a bunch of topics and what we discovered was it opened up more things about us, especially me, you versus, uh, when we just pick one topic and I do a deep dive in their famous products. And then, uh, that gets in the way of us. I know some of these bigger names because you know, how much, how, how much can you talk really about Cheetos lip balm? It's, it's going to be short. I'm so hungry right now. No, I bet. I went to a luncheon today with the old banquet chicken, you know, classic. Oh, it's a, we're feeding 800 people. Here's a chicken breast that we heat it. Oh, so it was like the, the brand banquet. No, but it was like banquet in the sense that it was a oh, banquet. Okay. And, it wasn't uh, like uh, Al from happy days, not to be confused with Donnie. Most of happy days. Can you, can we uh, just do me a favor? Don't ever bring up Donnie Most to me again. <laughs> How about the guy from Simply Red, Mick Hucknall? Uh, I'm indifferent to that person. Okay. He had very flowing red hair. That's all we have time for this week on This Might Work. I'm Peter Dunn. Go to scottcomedy.com to book comedian extraordinaire and main character in the book, Exercising <laughs> Your Axe by. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you and good night.